Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. This is episode 29. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number 10 intended for November 8, 2020, lesson entitled The Burden of Nehemiah. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look into God's Word, if you want to turn there with me already and just keep your uh, place there in Nehemiah chapter 2, we're going to read a few verses out of Nehemiah chapter 2. But before we do that, it was just a lazy Sunday afternoon in Joplin, Missouri, but it turned deadly as an EF5 rated tornado ripped through the city, leaving 161 people dead. For 38 minutes, the tornado ripped houses from their foundations, tossed trees around like toothpicks. Winds swirled as fast as 200 miles per hour. This infamous Joplin tornado cost the city and its citizens $2.8 billion. And since 2011, the city of Joplin has been rebuilding. Although no one can replace someone lost to the storm, the people who call Joplin home have been rebuilding their homes, their businesses, and their lives. It's not been quick or easy, but it has been happening. And now the city of Joplin, Missouri is thriving once again. Nehemiah had to feel like the people of Joplin felt. His city was destroyed, but not by a storm. It was destroyed by an army. Nevertheless, the walls of his city and the temple in his city lay in ruins. It would have been easier to find another site to build a new city, but God placed a burden on Nehemiah's heart to rebuild Jerusalem right where Jerusalem used to stand. God burdened him with the weight of his city lying in ruins, and that burden, which doubtless kept him awake at night, moved him to pray to his God and petition his boss, King Artaxerxes, for permission to return home and survey the damage. And if not for the burden... Nehemiah may not have returned to rebuild. And I ask, what kind of burden do you suppose God wants to lay on our hearts for our city? We're going to look at this lesson entitled, The Burden of Nehemiah. The focus thought is God places burdens on our hearts. Why don't you go ahead and turn with me to, to Nehemiah chapter 2. Let's read a few verses there in that chapter, and let's look and dive into God's Word together. Right, let's look into Nehemiah chapter number 2. Nehemiah chapter 2, we begin reading at verse 1. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? There is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. And said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof 
are consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And then skipping down to verse number 17, Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. And verse 18, and this is our focus verse for today. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. This lesson, titled The Burden of Nehemiah, the focus thought is God places burdens on our hearts. Now this is closely related to the lesson we looked at in the passage we looked at it's in the last week or so and Ezra rebuilding the city uh, they, they these took place at the same time we, we see two different accounts here and Nehemiah is the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes he's the one that would taste the food taste the drink before the king would kind of that defense uh, before the king if somebody had poisoned the king the cupbearer would be poisoned first or the or whatever. So Nehemiah was a close confidant to the king. And it records Nehemiah's writing and recording about this particular instance, particular situation where he came to the king uh, and set, took up the wine, gave it to the king, and tasted to make sure it was, it was safe. He gave it to the king. And he makes this, he makes this statement. He writes this statement. He said, I, I've never been really sad in his presence. I in other words, every time I'd come before the king, I'd made sure that I, you know, I, I put on a good face. I, I, if if something was bothering me, I didn't, I didn't really let him know it was bothering me. I, I tried to be a good servant to the king, a good confidant to the king, and I, and I'd never really been sad in his presence. But this day, the king looked at him, and asked him, "Why is your countenance sad? You're not sick, are you? But all I see is just sorrow." And then Nehemiah said, I was, when he asked me this, I was very afraid. But then I, I said to the king, then he said that he's sad because he got word that the place of his father's sepulchers, where his, his ancestors lived, where, where he was from, where his fathers were buried, it was lying waste and the gates were consumed with fire. In other words, the city of Jerusalem had been torn down and destroyed, demolished. And Nehemiah had been made aware of this, and he was very, very sad. It was burdening him. It was, it was troubling him. And so the king points it out, realizes, what's, what's wrong? And Nehemiah tells him, this is why I'm sad. I'm going to ask you a question. When you are upset or sad, do you hide it well? When you're upset, do you hide it well? When you're sad, do you hide it well? I, I would have to say, for me personally, I have a hard time hiding it. Now, I, I don't. I'm not the type of person where I'll lash out and I'll be angry and mad and upset and treat people bad. But if I'm upset or I'm worried or I'm fearful or I'm anxious, you can see it in my eyes. You can see it on my face. You can see it in my demeanor. I, I don't mean to. Again, I, I'm not mean with it or I'm not the type of person that when I'm 
sad or upset and I take it out on people. I don't do that. But I don't hide it well. You can see it. It's just all over me. And usually people can pick up on it. And it's just it's just who I am. I'm not don't hide it well. Now I imagine Nehemiah had other bad days, but this particular day, the king recognized Nehemiah was sad. And Nehemiah told him, here's the reason I'm sad. My hometown has been destroyed. It's been destroyed. All The place where my father is buried, it's, the place has been destroyed. I'm so upset at what's been happening. In the next two verses, verse 4, the king replied to Nehemiah. He said, well, what's your request then? What, what would you like me to do? And Nehemiah said, so I prayed to the God of heaven. So I, I don't know if Nehemiah turned away from the king and 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 went and found a place to pray or if just in his mind and his spirit under his breath he's he's whispering a prayer have you ever been there have you ever been in a situation like that you didn't have time to stop didn't have time to go find your prayer closet didn't have time have time to just go and be away from everybody for an hour or two to pray to really seek god it was just it's just the heat of the moment it was just the pressure's on the question's been asked and just all you can do is under your breath say oh god please give me wisdom Please give me strength. Please help me right now. I'm about to say something. I'm, I, I, I need to say something. I'm scared to death. God, please help me. I, that's what I can imagine. Here's Nehemiah just under his breath, prayed to the God of heaven. And then he said, Sir, if I've found favor in your sight, if I've if I've treated you kindly, if, if I've been a good confidant to you, if, 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 you, if you trust me, if you really believe me, if you really know who I am, if you would send me home, give me the opportunity to go home so I can at least see uh, what's happening and rebuild, build up the city again. Do you, let me ask you a question thinking of these two verses. Do you like asking for help? Are you the type of person that likes to ask for help? That may be a dumb question because I don't think any of us like to ask for help. Some of us some might ask for help a lot quicker than others do. Some are probably more stubborn and more prideful. All of us have some element of stubbornness and pride in our lives and keeps us maybe from asking for help at times. But Nehemiah knew if he was going to have the opportunity to go back to his hometown and possibly even rebuild or put or, or try to do something to help his hometown, he was going to need his bosses or this king's permission he needed the king's help, and he also knew that the king had the power and king had the resources to help him rebuild, which we do see later on that the king actually gave him everything he would need, financed the entire thing, gave him the ability to go back and rebuild. Sometimes we have to ask for help. Sometimes God puts people in our lives that will and can and want to help us if we'll just be bold enough to ask. Now, there are things that God... God trusts us to do that we can do that he gives us the power and the ability to do and we must do what we can do but there are times in our lives where we need God's help we need other people's help and God used King Artaxerxes to help Nehemiah and to finance the rebuilding of the city and the walls of Jerusalem skipping down to verse 17 and 18 of course in between this the, the provision is made, Nehemiah is sent back, and now Nehemiah is talking to the people and trying to encourage trying to encourage the people to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. Verse 17, Then I said unto them, 
said unto all these that were around that were gonna that he needed to help him. He said, You see the distress that we're in. You see all that's happening. How Jerusalem is lying waste. It's just destroyed. It, it's 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 so sad. And the gates are burned with fire. And he says, Come, let's build the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. Let's put some things back together, rebuild this wall so we're no no more the butt of everybody's joke. We're no longer the, the people they make fun of. We're no longer, we are the people of God. Let's, let's honor the Lord by rebuilding the walls. Let's do this. Then I told them, verse 18, of the hand of my God, which was good upon me. I, I believe it was here that, that, that Nehemiah said, I found favor in the king's sight, and the king has been good to us. God's favor is on my life, and the king has been good to us, and the king has finances. The king has given us everything and will give us whatever we need to rebuild these walls. And so the people said, well, Nehemiah, let's do it. Let's rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Nehemiah was burdened to rebuild the walls of his hometown. The king financed it all. His boss financed it all. Nehemiah encouraged the people, and they rose up to build right alongside with him because of this burden that Nehemiah had. Let me ask you a question. Think about right now. What is something or someone you are burdened for? Is there someone you're burdened for that you know needs to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is there someone's life who lies in ruins that you know that you need to reach them? You need to pray for them. You need to somehow, or maybe you've been trying. Maybe you're, you've been trying to reach for them, and somehow it's just not, it's, it's not working, and they're not making any progress. They haven't made a move towards God. Is there a burden you've got for someone or for maybe something? Maybe you're burdened for your church. Maybe you're burdened for, uh, what is it you're burdened for? I believe if it's truly a burden from God, and if God is truly burdening you, putting a, a desire in your heart to do something, to see something come to pass, I believe that if we will pray and trust God, God will help bring that to pass. I don't think he burdens us just to make us frustrated. I don't think he places things in our heart just to just to frustrate us and to make us upset and angry and 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 feel just like we can't do it. I believe God burdens us for a purpose and a reason. I believe that if we will pray and turn it over to him and we will trust in him. We'll reach out and ask people to help us. We'll reach out and ask for the leaders in our lives to pray with us and to, and to help us and assist us. I believe God will help us accomplish what he has placed on our hearts and in our hearts to accomplish. Here's what I want to challenge you to do this week as we apply this burden of Nehemiah. We apply this passage to our lives. First of all, that burden that's on your heart, pray about that burden. What is it? Who, what is it for? Who is it about? Pray about that burden and ask God to open doors and give you wisdom and direction to do what you need to do and to do what God is asking you to do. Search your heart. What is that burden that God has placed upon you? What is that desire that God has placed in you? Do not be frustrated. Do not be dismayed. Do not, do not fear. 
Do not worry. Do not doubt. I believe God is about to work on your behalf. If you will just give him your burden, the burdens of your heart, if you will give him the desires of your heart, if you will pray and turn these things over to God, I believe God will do what he has purposed to do. If you'll just trust him and believe him, God places burdens on our hearts, but he does it because he wants us to trust him and to do all we can to trust him and do our part and see God work on our behalf. Dear Lord Jesus, we are so grateful, so grateful for your presence, your mercy, your grace in our lives. God, we are living today with burdens. There are those listening here right now to this podcast, and they are burdened about something. It's something weighing on their mind and their heart today. And with that burden, there's a little bit of fear. There's a little bit of sadness. The countenance is is showing on their, their countenance is showing that they're sad, they're worried, they're, 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 they're anxious a little bit. But we need not be anxious or worried. They need not be anxious or worried. I pray, God, we lift these burdens to you right now. God, we see things that lie in waste around us. We see things that are devastating around us. But we lift these burdens to you. We surrender them to you. And we trust you, O God. We give them all to you, asking you that you would take complete control, that your hand of mercy rest upon these situations. We give them to you. And we trust you to give us the ability to do your will. And we know that your power will be seen in our lives. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.